Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. And welcome back to another episode of Inside the Closet, Matteo Lane and Emma Wilman. Um, today, we have our favorite, most frequent guest. We love her dearly. She comes to us from the north. Mm. The fiery, uh, no, Mateo's cold. been watching great Game of Thrones, oh, just to be clear. Trana knows. Okay, Trana had me. It, it, Trana went to her, everybody. Trana went, I, I was about to be like, this sounds like Game of Thrones. Trana had, Trana, I, okay, so let me, let me back up real quick. So I had, I've been watching Game of Thrones and I was texting Trana about it and I don't know what we were saying and then Trana goes, but this was also me in high school and sent me, there's like a, a witch character. She's like a fiery witch mm-hmm. character. And the picture that Trana sent me, it, when I say struck a chord with me, Trana, I couldn't breathe for 10 minutes. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've, I have, I haven't laughed that hard in Do you forever. watch Game of Thrones too, Trana? I did watch it. I also came, like, I'm surprised that you're watching it now, Matteo, because even I came to it, like, very late. Like, I think <laughs> I watched all, like, I don't know, I guess, like, Two years ago, um, I just sort of binged binged everything like from season one to season six. And at that time, like the the final season hadn't started yet. But I was so done at the end of season six that I never watched the final season. Because it just got bad or because you were like, I've given enough of my life to this? Both. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say I wasn't. I think because I watched all of it straight through. I mean, I've been traveling a lot. That it the last season wasn't the worst. I just I have some um what okay spoiler if anyone's gonna listen to to Game of Thrones just skip the next five minutes. I thought Trana that the oh you didn't watch the last season. If you watched the last season, then we could talk about it. No, but I know I know how it ends. I know who got this. In from. like twenty years, Mateo's gonna be like, I just saw Breaking Bad, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind. I have Which actually. I still have not. Oh, me neither. None of us. None of us. I, Trana. I know you. Yeah, I have not. Through and through. There's nothing with either one of us that are like, I want to watch Breaking. I haven't. The, I. I, yeah. I know. I'm just really not into things with male leads. You know, or like, you know, casts where like 85 percent of the main characters are men. Like, I just can't. Oh, I never even think about that, but. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I never watch sitcoms. So I watch like a lot of action movies, drama and documentaries. And I when you know, when you're trying to write a sitcom or write a show, you're supposed to say, oh, it's like this show meets this show for a tone. Yes. I was going into meetings and I was trying I was writing pitch meetings and I was like, it's like two broke girls meets master of none. I kept saying that. And finally, someone took me aside and was like, Emma. Are those just the only two sitcoms you know? And I was like, yeah, why? And they're like, because they you say that every time, and then it what you proceed to say could also apply. It would be so much better with other references. And so they're like, you need to go watch a shit ton of sitcoms. So I've probably watched like in the past month maybe ten sitcoms. Which which was the best one? Okay, the one I liked is kind of embarrassing because it's really not Are a you cool say one. Friends? No, it was called The Middle with Patricia. From um, uh, Ray, Patricia Keaton. Patricia Heaton? (laughs) Patricia Heaton, yeah. It's called The Middle. It's about a family in Indiana. It was really funny. But I watched like, um, I I watched a bunch of Cheers. The only one I need left to watch is I need to watch Allie McBeal. I watched New Girl. I watched. Oh my God. I don't, I try to like pick up Allie McBeal again, like a couple of years ago. It's unwatchable. Really? <laughs> I have never watched it. And then I watched Speechless. I just... Wait, I, I, Trana, what is, I I remember Allie McBeal when I was a kid and Mad TV made some really horrible jokes about it, which you could never do ever today. Mm. Um, but I, but I don't, what is it even about? Allie McBeal played by Calista Flockhart was this, it was sort of like Sex in the City, but in a law firm. Oh, I literally um, thought it was Sex in the City because I was like, no, it was that woman who did, but that was Sex in the City. No, it was actually a David E. Kelly show, the same guy who did um, Big Little Lies. And like, I mean, he's done a million shows. But I just find that there's something about 90s TV, whether it's the hour dramas or the 30 minute sitcoms, that we've just evolved so far mm. past it that they're, all of these shows are unwatchable now. Um, you know, like I, I kind of wanted to like watch Dawson's Creek during the pandemic. Oh yeah! And, like it's just, it's 
so long and boring. Like mm. I hate that things were moving at back then. Like, would James Vanderbeek move so fast now? Would he be considered a heartthrob today? Not to be an asshole, but I don't fucking think so. I he wasn't. No, he everyone's wasn't. everyone's so face tuned now. Like yeah. people we don't just, like real faces anymore. We were just talking about that. How we're constantly filtering ourselves. I think that the the nineties. And let me know if you. Think and it, even with a filter, I think he would just be all right. Just to just really dig myself in with being a jerk. But let me know if what you two think of this. If the nineties were still holding on to like a puritanical. Um, it was like the, whatever was remain like left of the '80s. So a lot of '90s shows still had this like under vibe of like white puritanical like yeah. problems. And if you were gonna watch shows where there were real problems, it was usually done through like Charmed, where it was a witch. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like yeah. Now it's more salacious. Everything is so salacious. Oh, it's, it's... getting fucking real now. Oh. I feel like actors. I feel like actors now literally have to be like softcore porn stars. Mm. Yes. Like the the stuff that actors have to do now to me is astounding. I agree a hundred percent. It's asking too much. It's asking too much. I, like, they, I they think they're like still it. asking too, too little. No, I'm if, kidding. <laughs> maybe they like it. Maybe it's like oh, I, mean, I get I so much range. I don't want to sound but like I'm grateful for it. But if I imagine myself, like if I landed one of these roles, you and I someday. had to do that. Like I don't know, like if I have it in me. Let me just tell you something, Trana. You do. If and also, it's I mean, like, I'm such a slut online, but like no, that's profit. No, not in that so, way, like, but think about it. Anytime we're like, I don't know if I would do that, but literally at my point, this point in my career, if someone's like, "Can you wear a diaper tomorrow?" I'll be like, "When's a good time?" Right. Okay. Especially... No, for sure. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. Like, I'll find a way to do it, but I just. I think it's a lot. <laughs> I think it would be like have to be like a really like contextualized too. Be like what for what? What do we, what's the reason I have to wear the diaper? If it's money, right. done and done. Always money. Yeah. What, what artistic reason is there? But I have to there? say, like, don't you think there's been something lost in the way that we've lost like the sort of tension of not seeing everything? Like, yeah. I recently watched it's a shitty movie, but I saw The Crush with Alicia Silverstone for the first time. And, like, I've it's never super problematic it. in lots of ways. It's from 1993. It's, like, this erotic thriller. And <laughs> Olivia and Alicia plays this, like, sort of Lolita, seductress, psychotic teenager mm. who, like, seduces this older man. And, like, there's no sex scene. Like, nothing happens between them. But, like, my God, like, the sexual charge of the tension I between them was, charge. like... In, yeah, but don't you feel like we're missing that? Like, I mean, personally, yes, so, because like, out there, I also watch like porn, which is like get we get right to it. So, <laughs> well, me too. Obviously, I know I'm sounding so puritanical right now. Like, I'm not. I'm I don't not. think so I at all. No, I think what you're saying. Here's the thing: that there used to be a separation of the mediums. So, yes. you would have a TV show, you would have an HBO ah. show, and then you'd have porn. Now everything has been. I mean, look, Twitter. You, my my Twitter. When I, I have a fake Twitter just to watch the news and porn so it's literally like there was a battle on the border of china and india and eight soldiers were lost and then the next one is just some guy getting completely railed and my brain doesn't even like compute like you know what i mean like i'm just like all right like i was on grinder on the plane the other day and i mean there's just like dicks out and my mind was like oh yeah this is like inappropriate i should probably put this away right it's so much yeah, intense you're info. so right it's so much info coming at us so fast because my that my my Twitter's like that too, and I didn't even really clock it. Well, last so last time my friend Chris and I were playing Fortnite, and we were doing it so you can like play with random people, and one of them was a thirteen year old kid, and he kept being like, "Yeah, man, I'm just like you know all these like th these characters, they got like nice butts and da da da." I'm like, "What?" It's like we immediately were like, "We're out." Yeah, like this is he's thirteen, <laughs> right? And then he asks, he's like, "You guys are how old?" We're like thirty five, and then he's like. Are you guys married? And we're like, to each other? He's like, no. Like, because in his mind, he's like, shouldn't you have kids? Like, aren't right. you married with kids? And we're like, no. And then I was like, my 13 year old self, and I was too afraid to say that I was gay. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't found a wife yet. Like, I just was so. <laughs> what's the, I what's... know it's weird, but don't you remember like the way that we used to look at people in their 30s when we were like 12? Ancient. Oh, ancient. I'd be like, you have all the answers, and like, I want, can I have, can you buy me a Snickers and beer? That was a bad, bad kid, bad kid. What's it like? Where are you in Toronto right now? No, she's in Montreal. Oh, you're in Montreal. Montreal. Confused the two. Um, what? What's it like? 
Because the last mean, like, time COVID wise, yeah, last time we talked, it was still pretty locked out. And New York, we were just talking yeah. about New York is open, but I was in LA two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, things are pretty. Things are pretty open now. Um, on November fifteenth, um, we'll finally be able to like dance in clubs again. That was sort of like the nice. last description. <sighs> And nice. that's being lifted. And I thought, like, the whole time, like, I swear, I had moments during the pandemic where, like, I would just, like, blast my music and literally just, like, dance in my apartment and just be, like, wanting to be in the clubs with people and feeling that, like, closeness. Even though I've never been beautiful. in a big club where, like, I was just aching for it. But nope. now that, like, we're actually going to be able to do it, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm but like I really that. thought like I would so be the many first things. one. I thought I'd I would like be running to the dance floor. Yeah. Not just, like, can I tell you I thought I had the same feelings like I just want to be in a club and then this right. summer it seemed like every single queer person in Brooklyn was in a factory some giant empty factory warehouse till four o'clock in the morning doing Molly and I was like oh I want to be far away I don't think that's even safe <laughs> if you aren't at, if like say COVID never had that, to me that just feels so claustrophobic you yeah. know I think I don't it's know because, I mean I just think that like I think it's because you're back on stage Trano yeah, I'm getting what I need, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the stage, which was always the case, you know, like even in pre-COVID times, like, and I, I don't know how much it's the case for both of you too, but, you know, our work is so entrenched in nightlife and being out at night yes. that like, you know, on my nights off, like, I don't want to be out. I don't want, I don't, I have a night off tonight and I'm so thrilled. I love a night off. I went out on a yeah. night off. Um, two Fridays ago, because I was in, this is going to make me sound like a little bit of a dick fuck, but I went out. It was <laughs> never even t- heard that two term. Fridays ago. My a good friend of mine was in a play, so I was like, I'm taking the night off. I'm going to go watch her play. Oh, that sounds like a terrible night off. It was in LA. Off. A play. <laughs> and it was so fun to watch. I was like, I want to be there. I want to support my friend. She was amazing in it. So good. But then all of a sudden, I was, it was like, I realized, I was like, I never go out on my night off, because afterwards, they were all like, okay, we're going to go out. And I was like, wait, we, we did the thing. We did the thing. And they were like, well, <laughs> but we're going to go like out afterwards to a bar. And I was like freaking out in my head because I was like, we didn't talk about this. Like, like, I, uh, uh, and then I looked at my friend yeah. I went with and I was like, we, this hadn't been planned. And he was like, uh, he's like, I can go for half hour. And I was like, okay. And then in half hour, we're going to leave. I felt like I was like, God, all comedians were all the same. I was like, but in half hour, we'll leave. And he was like, sure. And then we were there. And then like, we ended up staying a little bit, but I was like, I never go out on. Well, I think to your point, Trana and Emma, to your point as well, where it's like we are expressing ourselves. No, we're getting people go on the dance floor and and live that life. It's because it's a means of expression. It's it's playing against the script. It's it's allowing themselves to feel free and uninhibited. So we get that every night. We get to go on stage and we get to go. You know, like Trana said, we're surrounded by. It's social. It's also night nightlife. So. Dancing is different because dancing, we're not in control. And that's what we should maybe play around with. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do You think it. you're in control on stage with drunks yelling at you? Yeah. I do not feel that way. Really? But you know what you're going to say. You know you, it's going to end. But you always have an idea of what you're going to say. But you can never help it when you get up there and then someone's like, I should go be a shot. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, on Friday I I was telling Mateo Train I did this show where this woman kind of got in my head and then yeah I sn- I was I snapped at someone I another thing I asked I said is how's the guacamole because there's a giant <laughs> vat of guacamole and this woman goes she's wasted she's not guacamole and I was like oh what is it she goes mashed up avocado and I was oh like God. so what and but I was still felt in control wait Trana what's the worst heckler experience you've ever had ooh. If I saw someone heckle you, I'd punch him in the face. Oh, I would. I would literally pick. I would turn into that fire woman and light them up like that little girl <laughs> yeah. in Game of Thrones. Um, I think. I think we actually spoke about it on one other episode that I was on with you both. Um, it was that time that like I had this like homophobic asshole. Oh yeah. But I just like that's different than a that's heckler. So hard. You know yes. Mean? That's like um, really hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I did this show recently where, like, I mean, this woman was tipsy, but it was actually kind of lovely, but she was laughing so hard at everything <laughs> yeah. that I said. Yep. That, like, You're like Are you I fun of me? couldn't, 
I couldn't continue. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I had to I wait for her to be done. And like, I loved it. Like I loved that what I was saying could have that kind of effect on right. someone. Cause that really blows my mind because you just I smiling never at her? stand of comedy. Would you just I smile and her, nod? Like, I, no, I told her like, and maybe I shouldn't have, but I'm like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it felt so good. I felt like so validated by her. That's so always good. remember her the nights that no one's laughing yes. because yeah I know exactly you know what I'm saying like the nights you get on stage you're like oh god yes. where's that woman I know. <laughs> has the scene changed since like now that Cove is done like did you feel like there's like more new comedians or less or does it feel like things just picked up right where they mm-hmm. left off Honestly, I feel like in Montreal, like I've really been able to manage to carve out my own thing. Great. So I feel very separate from the scene. And I was Mm. feeling that even like in the lead up to COVID, like I don't feel super entrenched and implicated in the scene. Like I sort of dip in and out like when I want to. Um, But I so I feel very unaware of like what the scene really is now. Because I'm just really yeah. doing my own thing. I think that's so important because also, like, when you get too stuck in a place, like, things come and go and people come and go. So, like, when people get too wrapped up yes. in one thing, it's like, yeah, but that could, you know, God forbid something could happen there. And then you, so you want to, like, have it as your own thing and not be. Also, you know, Trana, exactly. Trana, je pense que j'arritais un peu juste pour rire. Mm-hmm. Um, le projet en. I don't know how to say that. Was that right? It sounded pretty. I didn't hear the second thing that you said. In le prochain an? How do you say the next year? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Prochain an. Okay. Yeah, yeah je pense que j'arritais un peu juste year. pour rire. Fuck. Okay, uh, so you think next year you're coming back to JFL? Oui, pour Montréal. Oh, nice. I think so, because they're having oh, a festival Oh, I really again. hope so. I hope I am, too. I, yeah, I really hope so. I did their New York one, but... Mateo did one in Cancun. I just was in Cancun amazing. for juste pour rire. That sounds very, very nice. Oh, wow. How was that? Um, a lot of buffets. Okay. <laughs> a buffet is a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, what are I want to know all of our thoughts on buffets because let's start with you, Honestly, Trana. I, I fucking, I missed a buffet. Like, what? I don't even know if there are buffet places in Montreal anymore. Like, I feel like that is a trend that has really died out. Like, Let me tell you. Like, those are not popular anymore. I like buffets, but I also like drinking alcohol, and I'm sober now. A buffet is, it's to me, that's a big, I'm, it's so, I get scared. It's too, I get like overwhelmed, and I, like, I want to eat everything. Right. And I don't trust the oil in those motherfuckers. Because when they're cooking I that. I know, I don't, mm-mm. think it's, yeah, no, it's, you can't fully trust it. But like, I'm not picky, I'm just like. I I don't know. There's something about a buffet that I find like very comforting. I it think comforting. buffets are the bane of my existence. Just a sea <laughs> of mediocre any food. Anymore. Well, on this, not, this they don't even exist anymore. This resort that I went to for in Cancun was like you know you had to eat buffet for breakfast and so what would you lunch. do? You go, you get some chicken. I went and slit my throat and let myself bleed out on the floor. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> You know, and the co- why is it so hard to find good coffee? I mean, it was like I was like hunting down someone who could find me some real fucking coffee. It was like it was terrible. <laughs> you got to lower your standards. Lower my standards. I just ate at Starbucks. Bad. I've already lowered them. All right. That's fair. That's I've fair. ate at New York's public bathroom. That's what <laughs> Starbucks is. Are you dating anybody, Trana? Oh, God, no. No. Good for you. Same. Like Same, Trana. Dating. Yeah, but I've been single. Mateo, you've had relationships in the last couple of years. Like, I've literally been single for, like, over 10 years. Should we set like, up? I don't even think. Should we set up a dating game with Trana? The, sure. No. I, <laughs> I, I don't hear her think like... single is the word anymore. Like, I feel like I'm post Oh, my God. you like, you got to do a entered, joke about that. Yeah, do you say that on stage? I've entered into this, like, territory that very few people our age have entered. Well, I'll and, tell you, one time... But I'm, but I'm, like, fine with it. I was single once for five months. <laughs> I remember it was before my first gay husband. And I found a second gay husband. 
And then I found a third gay husband. Being single, I always used to think, I'd be like, okay, being single, I have much more time because a relationship just literally even, it just takes time. Right. But then sometimes when I was single, I would be spending time on dating apps and dating, so it would kind of balance out. But I think all in all, being single gives you a tremendous opportunity to just focus on yourself and what you like. Also, by the way, Trana, it's not not better on the other end. Yeah. No, I know it's on inherently better. And I, I'm not like, I swear, I don't feel like there's anything missing from my life. You know what I mean? Like, I have so much love in my life. And maybe not that that's a problem. But like, I don't have this like hole in my heart waiting to be filled. Oh, um, you're, not, I, you're not I am Jessica wasting... Simpson. <laughs> well, I am Jessica in other ways. And she, <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Simpson's doing great. Did you guys know that she's sober? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But, it was on but, CNN. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I have this very weird thing though, where like, because Emma, you just said that, like, you know, I that when you were single, you'd be wasting time, like, on the dating apps. Like, I'm still on the dating apps, but it's weird, and like, I don't have the intention of like meeting anyone, but I'm very addicted to male attention. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. of course. And for me, I don't know. I'm sure that it goes back. You, like being this teenager that was like so bullied sure. and like never felt seen in that way and like I don't know there's this like weird fascination that I have or like addiction I'm sure it's an addiction in some form to like I just love the idea of like men and lots of men wanting me like, yes. I don't actually want to, to be I don't desired want to be yeah I don't want to be with them but I love that they like you know, just of course, to me on the app, it's validating. Like, I mean, who and with addiction is addiction would be like if it like interfered. Do you think it interfered? The getting the attention online then interferes with your life in real life because like they're... no, 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 not at all. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't interfere with my life at all. But I think that I don't know. I really I have so many walls up around me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. And I find that, like, the older that I get, like, I'm trying to take down those walls, but in some ways they're, like, getting even stronger. I'm just, like, so self-protective. And now it's just to the point where, like, I can't imagine, like, letting anyone in. Like, I went on a couple of dates with someone who, like, is so lovely and smart and just, like, but I just, I feel this resistance within me. You know, like, I could feel myself, like, I could feel myself not allowing myself to, you know, let this person in. I, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking about this with my therapist today because I said from being bullied so hard in high school leaves me for the feeling of wanting to be desired and people please and not feeling right. a lot of, not that it's like I have this issue of not feeling respect for myself. I mean, that's my own issues, but I understand the wanting, the, the, the need to want to be desired or, and I think stems from wanting yeah. to be cared for. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's also like, I mean, I think that that's so such a human like thing to want to be desired. But too. It also, but in true, and you know what, Trana, I think it makes sense for you. I mean, a lot of queer people have high walls up because yes. of self preservation. I mean, it was survival. Yeah. It was literally survival was. for us. But at a certain point, like the things that you did to survive, no longer serve you. Yes, yeah, so right. we'll you know, run amok. And, Exactly. And the hard thing is, is because like you said, Mateo, like these are defense mechanisms, defense mechanisms that we developed when we really needed them to survive. And at that time, like they, those defense mechanisms were needed, but they're not needed now. But the sort of catch 22 that they've become so ingrained that they're really hard to shake. That's like a huge cornerstone of a lot of like 12 step programs is they talk about, you know, the, the, the substance or the thing helped you until it stopped helping. And then it was basically didn't serve you anymore. And then it went to an extreme in the other direction. Mm. But like for a lot of people who maybe lean on alcohol or food or whatever the substance is, it's like that allowed you to then quote unquote, and it varies for everybody, broad strokes, allowed you to get through a certain time and you use it as a buffer, but then it took control. Is there something, yeah, Trana, yeah. maybe? Because what I try and do is I'm, I, I'll am I do the same thing. I'll chat a lot with people on Instagram. It feels good. feels validating. You know, you feel desired. But then I 
chicken out and I don't meet them or go on dates with them or I don't plan right. anything with them. Mm. And I think that's out of the fear that we're talking about, either fear of rejection sure. or fear I won't live up right. to whatever this fantasy is that they have of me or me of them. So I've been like forcing myself to just have like casual dates, not hookups, not dinners, just like I'll meet you for a drink at like 6 p.m. Yeah. And right. just, you know, do that. I wonder if what if and I have to, Trana, I'm not kidding. I have to force myself to go. Right. Well, I would, I would, I would feel like I was forcing myself. I don't think that I genuinely want to do that. I feel like I don't even get enough time to like spend with the close friends in my life who like I love to be around. So like, it's like if I have this free time to myself, like I don't want to waste it on meeting someone who's like a potential loser (laughs) and like waste this night. Well, you should do, you you should do, you should plan like a 5 p.m. coffee with some whomever whatever you know someone you meet i don't know right and then go see your friends so you can gossip about it later a coffee yeah i know that that's a good idea yeah coffee stress honestly like i don't i just don't think i i just don't want to like i don't even want to do that i think it's gonna have to be some if it's gonna happen for me like it's going to have to happen completely organically like like celine dion you have to have a manager Or like someone that like I don't know that I meet like after a show or like right. you know what I like or at a house party or whatever it is. A like, house it just, party. I met Trana at a house party. I haven't been to a house party in years. Trana, remember we met each other at that house party? Well, no, we met at the comedy club and then I brought you to the house. party. Okay, yes, after. house party as yes. opposed to a dinner party. There was it was there was karaoke happening in one room. House party. And then her and I were sitting on the back porch talking about Dina Lohan for probably 45 minutes. Mm. (laughs) Understandable. (laughs) We were. We were. That that is accurate. You said something Um, that maybe. But but also say, like, I just need, like, I need the first moment, that first face-to-face moment to happen organically. Like, it can't be, like, an online, like, planned out date thing. I get that. You know, the first face-to-face thing has to be, it's the only way that I can see it working for me. I feel like... For now, anyway. Yeah. I feel like online stuff, it's interesting. I was doing a show in San Francisco and I asked this couple how they met and I've seen other people do this. They got really bashful and they were like, online, and I was like, Everybody meets online now. There's no reason there's no shame about it to be because to me, I would consider online organic because it's like you're naturally. That's all we know. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like my therapist and I were talking about like the men that I've only had two boyfriends my whole life. And the first I was 22 years old. And then the second when I was 31 years old. And he said, how did you meet your first boyfriend? I said at a bar and goes in your second Instagram. I said, by the way, what a change in 10 years you know what i mean like it yeah. was natural to meet someone at a bar and boom 10 years later it's like pff, instagram of course right. where else would i meet them you know that's that's true and like i've done it you know what i mean and i again i'm i'm currently on like the apps but i don't know like i think i'm also kind of on the apps like i think sometimes just to sort of like numb myself you mm. know it's totally. like totally it's yeah, it's like uh, my conversations are always like so sexual. Like I'm sending uh, a whole thing usually within like the first five minutes. Yes, work. It's like, it's you know, like, like, it's like interactive. I, porn. So I'm sort of setting it up that way. Like yes. I'm, I'm sort of the one that's like immediately being like, this is just going to be like now, an online. Sex what if you thing. met someone that you connected with so like was blowing your mind with the sexting so much? Would you then want to meet up? Because if I'm with someone that's like so like. My girlfriend now is probably the most verbal sexual partner I've ever had. And that's like really, truly saying a lot. Like I've been right. some, like, the, I, I'm going to say an artiste, actually. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's really, I mean, I've watched so much porn. I'm so, so, but if you met up with someone that was like, so what into whatever you're into or talked about it, would you then be like, we should meet up? Yeah, I think so. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I've sort of become like desensitized. I you have know? too, like, I know. Good, which is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. There was actually something um, you said that just yes, turned me on yes, a little bit I, back. Not sexually, but yeah. it, it reminded me of something that I do find sexual. What so, was it? This right. is what it was. Yeah, no, for sure. So if I was, if I was moved enough, I, I would do it. So when you, when you said that you craved a lot of male attention, 
So I like it when I'm with someone that's like wants a lot of male attention and like wants to get fucked by a bunch of different guys. But like in my sex life, I'll like role play that out. Like I'll be like, you know, I don't always say you're a whore, but I'll be like, oh, you're, you know, whatever. Like, oh, go on, say it. I mean, you call like, him a whore. L- let me. Sometimes I will. Some, of course, of course. Of course. Oh, no. I was just, of course, no, no, no. I, but I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to tap into something. Recently, uh, you know, say I was doing some scenario where it'd be like, I love your. So you know, I'm open. gonna, you know, take you to a truck stop and have you and like whore you out to the different truck drivers and then like I get the fuck I'm the last one to come in you at the end and then I want to hear about what the different truck drivers do to you and blah 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 but then in real life when I'm like with the girl if they like allude to being with someone else I'll be like mm. so how weird is that like like when you said you right. want attention from a lot of different guys if you were my girlfriend I would have or someone I was dating or whatever I would be like yeah like I yeah, fucking can't get enough cum right. fucking well, yeah <laughs> you need cum, you need cum to think straight you fucking whore <laughs> like but or I, I would only I would only say that if you indicate to me you were into that, I'd be like, oh, you're a good girl. Like, you know, if you want, there's two avenues right. with that. It's either you, you, the person's like, you build them up, they're a good girl, my little baby, or you'd be like, you're just a fucking slut. You just need, you know, you need, oh right. my God, you need I your cum. You. You're so, so open. When you said that, I was like, I like it that you want that male attention. But then if we were on a date, I'd get also be like, mm, is that weird? Yes. Two things. I don't think two so. Two things. First, First of all, Emma, you sound like my dream man. Oh my god! Said what I want. Are we supposed to be together? (laughs) Um, I if I'm not if I don't officiate that wedding, I'll never speak to either one of you again. (laughs) Again. I mean, like every like those are like very much like my fantasies for sure. Which is my second point that like there's a there's a big difference between fantasy and reality. And like, well, don't tell Madonna guys, that. Like, well, that's a different story. Yeah. But like with these guys, like I'm, I'm saying the same things that you're saying, Emma. Like I'm participating in like those kind yes. of like full on like gangbang slut fantasies. And this and, like, is tricky. Fantasy turns me on so much. Yes. Same. But like when I think about like the reality, of course like, not. No fucking way. Absolutely. Like, I'm not inviting like ten guys to come over. Yeah, I'm not bringing fucking anyone to a truck truck stop. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to use the bathroom at a truck stop, let alone I'm, like, just spread out in the back on a bed, and you get used for the next four hours. Yeah. It's like... I just imagine you're the back of a, a Wawa big... in, like, West Virginia. Yeah. I don't even eat... The last... I went to a Wawa in, in um, Pennsylvania a month ago, and I was, like, really having a hard time with the chicken sandwich because it was unwrapped, right. and I think part of the bread touched the table, and I wasn't sure, so I went back and got a different right. sandwich, let alone, but like... Wait, yeah. Here's my other question, though. Like, are we genuinely just like, is there really, is that delineation between fantasy and reality real for us, which is totally fair? Or like, are we denying ourselves? Because there are people like fully living I out know, and, fantasy. And, I, and I'm jealous. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that at yes. all. And sometimes there's a part of me that like, I'm just like, I wish I was well, from, the kind of person who would do this. I feel too weird about my body because I feel like I would look yeah. like, like in my fantasy, I always am like, I'm a guy. I always do like all gender play stuff where I'm like a guy or a daddy or a boy or something like that. So then if I went to a sex club, I'd feel like a lose. I'd feel like it looked, would look like a best buddies program. <laughs> like a, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. Yeah. Can I say, I think, I think I know what it is. I think because we live in a bit of a fantasy on stage every night. And we've, we're used to creating personas of ourselves for other people, to project on other people, to please other people. But I do this for myself. That's what I'm saying is we can dip into a fantasy about ourselves for sexual pleasure as well. I have a sexual question to ask you guys. Oh, God. Ask the two of you. Okay, Trina. So you, so like you like it when people are like, so I always am like the dominating one in my fantasies and stuff. Right. But I watched this porn the other day and I've watched it before and it really turns me on, but I'm afraid if I tell... Someone who I'm normally like, dom like normally say I'm like the I'm the daddy 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 daddy. That's what I like. But then I watch this porn where I'm like, ooh, I like that too. But I'm like, I wonder if that would call into question my dominating this. It's still so I watch this porn where it was like, um, the it was like I'll watch like so, I'll, I'll I'll watch a lot of not to come in too hot incest porn. But it's not about incest. It's about power play. I used to do step brother step dad. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck. I took the step out about eight years ago. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And it's the fucking silent majority over here because it's we're talking millions of views on each video. So I'm not at it's not it's not two views just me. It's not just me and my girlfriend. It's no. 
everyone's watching incest porn. It's not no one's attracted to the incest, but there's a video I watched for Dad Whores Out Daughter. You know, come at me. It's it's complete fantasy. It's because it's transgressive. <laughs> it's completely transgressive. Like, oh, oh my can god. Can I tell you the funniest porn that I ever saw? Please. Yeah. Uh, it was mom fucks teenage son's high that's- school bully. Okay, what? wait, I love that, but that's actually the porn I was watching that I was into. I was like, oh my God, where I watched like a mommy son one where the mom like jerked the son off before the dad got home. And she called him a good, I'm always like, you're a good girl, you're a slut. But I'd be really, that's like a sexual fantasy I'd be like scared to share where I'm like, like, but I don't know but if I would. you just shared it to 20,000 people who listen to this Well, podcast. that's fine. I'm just talking, but like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I would actually like that, but then maybe it's because I've watched so much daddy daughter porn, but now I'm like. Is it daddy daughter or daddy son? I watch Daddy Daughter. I'll watch Daddy Son too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm the daddy in yeah, so like, guy. But but like or all but like it's like <laughs> I watch tons of cuckold porn. But I liked this one where they like jerked off. She jerked off the son. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't usually like, like, like mommy son stuff. Like I would never want to. I would never want to be with a girl that's like I, a mommy. Like, I'd be like, nah. but I think sometimes like we all sort of sometimes encounter things that turn us on unexpectedly it was you know so what I mean? unexpected like, yes. we're never all just like one thing and only that one thing all the time right you know there are things yeah. that we might be more often than not but yeah because she said good boy to him like, and i liked it right i mean i like sometimes when i'm talking with like guys who are a bit younger than me mm. like i'm super like sub and want to be dominated but sometimes these younger guys want me to be like this like mommy figure for them. And like in general, like that's not something that ever right. turned me on, but every now and then when the chemistry is right, like I can get a little into it. I, yeah. You better work. Trana. And if, if I did that, then I'd be like, and now I'm going to fucking rape you. Like quote unquote, in a safe space. <laughs> if that's what it was, I'd be like, and now I'm going to bring you over to your grandpa's house. I'm going to be grandpa. Fuck. And gra- big fat well, cock in your fucking you ass. Lay down before I might Uncle. hit hers. Gra- yeah, I'll get, so, I'll get some other, I like playing out the different characters. Well, I think we've all gotten so scared to talk about the sexuality of power dynamics, you know, like right. especially yeah. publicly, we've all gotten really scared. Oh, I know. But like, right. like you said, like we're all watching this stuff. You know what I mean? Like we all have our own thing. And like, but to be honest, like some of it definitely does come from a fucked up place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I think about the way that I fantasize about like being completely degraded, mm-hmm. like on some yes. level that speaks to the way that I grew up thinking about myself and like right. it's kind of it's horrible. You or know how I'll I mean? think about women, yeah. Like But it is fun. Yeah. But it it's is fun and it fucking turns me on. Yes. So there's this really interesting study that my girlfriend told me about and I don't want to misquote it and I don't know what the study is, but she said <laughs> that for kink, people who identify as liberal are much more interested in watching like incest porn and then people that identify as conservative are more interested in watching like interracial gangbang stuff and the psychologist's take on that was because to liberal people like the ultimate thing that would be wrong is incest right. so they're like searching that out and then for conservative people they would watch interracial and gay porn because that's considered like isn't that interesting right i that cannot back that up and i feel like that was like a big statement to well, say but i was a part of that study <laughs> I had many fantasies about me and Kate Thompson. Kate Thompson, who's that? It's yeah. my godmother. Oh. <laughs> we would be tap dancing in the rain. It was so fun. I have a friend who does OnlyFans, and she makes so much. Money. Oh my god! I have two friends who okay, do OnlyFans. Okay, wait. Fans. I have. A, I have. Oh, she I makes have a so much. Play, make, tell us. make your confession. <laughs> So I just subscribed to someone for the first time. Oh, it's Rana. I thought you were going to, yeah. I thought you were going to no, say that I, you, were, you had an OnlyFans. I was like, what is the link? Shit. Yeah. No, no, I might, I might do one next year. But like, no, it's just like, I just feel like, I don't know. It's like, I, I literally get like hundreds of dick pics a week for free. Right. It's right. like your mail. It's like, like a mailing list. But you're in control yeah, if you're and paying I just, for it more control but i just seeking i don't know like it's this like this like oh like this like i mean i don't uh, i frown upon the influencer profession but he's this like super hot like straight you know influencer who like i don't know just like turns the 
fuck on out of yeah. me. And I just well, like you're supporting him. Resist anymore? Can I can I share an so, embarrassing story? But yes. I'm but I'm like I'm only doing it for one month, and I'm deleting it. Same. Like, I'm not sure, sure, sure. Aren't we all? Every single month, aren't we all? All right. So here's my embarrassing story. I mean, I definitely subscribe to a few OnlyFans, and no shame in it. But, but it's this, good. It's this, supporting this, of course, the creator. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he's straight. I shouldn't be supporting straight content. Oh, whatever. You Easy. watch. You watch Dally McBeal. So, um, <laughs> okay. So this one guy, he is. I, I never. Okay, he's super hot. Like you know, great skin, ripped tattoos, the whole thing, and had an OnlyFans, which by the way was four sixty eight, four dollars and sixty eight cents. What a strange price! I was like, that's like a latte, but yeah. okay, <laughs> go off. So I, I got it. He's British. And here's the thing. Mm. I don't mind a British accent, but I wasn't expecting it. And mm. he talks too much. And so literally one of the videos is like, you all say me take this dildo. Put me fucking ass, don't you? Come on, you take me some lube and put me fucking ass. And I was like, I am gone so soft so quick. I actually, it's that's so funny. I, I feel that way when I don't, when I get thrown by not expecting like a vocal pitch or an accent or something. Right. I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that British accent would have turned me on. I think really? I would have enjoyed the accent. But Mateo, like, have you never thought of doing an OnlyFans? Like, you could literally be making $50,000 a month. I know. Because one of my really, really good friends, his OnlyFans is called Full-Time Poppy. His name's Diego. Great and name. he is, uh, we should have him on this show. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be great to interview him. Anyways, him and I are, are very, very close. And um, it's so much work. It is I know. a That's lot the yeah. of work. I mean, it's like uh, you're making a premium content competing with porn. There's a comedian named Karen Fian, and she is a OnlyFans. And I, I haven't asked her too much about it, but she said that she's like, I do the girlfriend experience. So she's like, it's much more like um, Oh, God, boutique. that is exhausting. Yeah, she, but she makes <laughs> so much money. She makes, it's worth no, no, it. No, no, no. She was like. I don't she, think you need to. She said that it's like very like it's like so she makes a ton of money on it, but it's Shut like up. and I've never I don't know what the but but it's more like like um it's like not hardcore like she was but it's I think that it's no, just I like know, interesting. I would rather like show my hole than have to like ask some guy same. how he's feeling. Same, I'd rather same, do the girlfriend same. experience. Just hook, just hook me up to the wall and yeah. go at it, and I would instead of really oh instead of but how's honestly, your day. Like the only fans that I started following today, like he posts like every two days and like it's not hardcore and but I think it's so hot. Like mm. I don't think you need to really push yourself that much, Mateo. It's like people would you could even just post like every other day, like you know, just like mundane sort of nudes that like yeah. you just like take I mean, on the fly in your apartment. Like people are going to be into that. Like I, I thought about doing one where I cooked. Uh, I taught how to cook Italian food in my underwear. Yes, that that yeah, I would thumbs up. Yeah. Because it's also something that. that is in like, line with like your. It, you could make it. You could be funny too. But like, if it was really yeah. well shot, you and your underwear, people would pay twenty dollars a month for that. Twenty to like. But 50, like, look, 50. even even if you did more sort of like soft or material, and like you made it like five bucks a month, and you only had like a thousand followers. You'd still be making five grand a month, Mateo. That's true, but I don't. I know. I mean, no. She brings up a good point. But do you think that'd be good because for your you mental health? You have two hundred thousand followers. Two hundred and sixty-six thousand. Okay, like, but exactly. So, I mean, you would definitely have more than a thousand. Like, you would get a thousand on the first day. All right. How about this? If I don't get a Netflix special. Uh, a year from now, I'll do my naked pasta cooking on OnlyFans. No, but the thing is, is that in a year from now, Netflix could be dead. Things move on fast. Things do you know something fast. we don't know? You think Netflix is going out? <laughs> well, I mean, they almost shut down. Like, when? Up, like, early year. They when did? there was this big thing about how the credit cards, and credit cards always have this weird thing with, like, porn companies. Like, wait a minute, did America, where, like, did we not we get didn't, this we news? We didn't hear about this news. Yeah, wait, what? go on. I don't fully remember the exact details, but it was basically like OnlyFans was going to have to change. Oh, OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Netflix. And we thought you meant Netflix for oh, a second. And when no, I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, yes. The no, OnlyFans. Yes, 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 yes. I, yeah. That I mean. And no, but I'm just saying yeah. that like, if you're, if you're going to wait a year to do OnlyFans, like uh, people might not be into it into a year. Well, there might like, be right like, now. It's, it's right now it's peaking. Like now is like it's peaking. 
I don't. I'll think about it. It might already be on the way down. You know. Je, je pense. Je pense de ça. C'est sera difficile pour moi parce que je. I wonder how. Yeah, I wonder how it would make you. I don't know. It's 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 really in, it's it's interesting. I mean, look. It's what's about. Well, when I when content. I think of like when I think of the amount of stuff that I have like just given away. <laughs> right. Over the last like fifteen years. Right. Like. It's ridiculous. But then it's like, but I also like part of my like kink or turn on is like, I do have this exhibitionistic side of me where like I get turned on by showing off my body. And that's yeah, fun. Yeah. And like, I feel like, I like monetizing that. it, monetizing it sort of takes the fun out of it. Right. You know? Trana, you're, For me. Trana, you're a little like Mariah mm. in that way. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you something about Mariah that happened Please. recently? Yes. Uh, hello. Because I, where do you think you like are we, right now? I know. I feel like we always touch base on Mariah, like every time <laughs> I'm on the show. What's the what's the what's the update? Okay, so I have to tell you. So you know, well, Mateo knows this, but Emma, to refresh your memory, Mariah's fan base is called the Lamely, and yes. Mariah's fans call themselves Lambs. Right. Um, well, the Lamely attacked me on Twitter, <gasps> like, like like hundreds of them like out like banded together over what i had written i write this column for this magazine called extra which is like this like pop culture commentary column and i was talking of this column that i wrote most recently was about christmas music and i was just talking about how like Mariah is such a brilliant artist, and I think it's kind of sad that she's made this her entire brand, and mm. all of her Christmas stuff is just so tacky. <laughs> and oh, see, fans, I love her Christmas stuff. But the fans lost their mind. Oh God! Like I was, I, get it. I got, I got death threats. What? I got people threatening to like come and like beat the shit out of me. Like the the there was so much like violence and they're coming for me. Then they started finding my pictures on Instagram and screenshotting them and then tweeting them with like the most like transphobic, insane. Insults. Oh shit. All because I said her Christmas stuff is tacky, even though in literally the sentence before I said she's brilliant. Well, here's like, the thing. You're I right, never, Trana. That's, that's but what... I never knew that her, but her fans are Damn. so, like, they're, like, I was volatile. Say, they're volatile. On the internet. I was going to say and, like, I disagree, just, like, but I didn't think. You go... like, jump to, like, transphobia and homophobia. I'm like, Jesus. what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Well, it didn't bother me, but I just like I I'm like wow. Like, you expected better. I just like well because they all have like rainbow flags and trans flags <laughs> right. in their bios, <laughs> and like there's nothing Fair. gayer than being a lamb. <laughs> right, totally. And by the way, Trana, you and I are open lambs. We are in the lamb yes. yeah. But we also are not delusional. I mean, look, Mariah Carey. I mean, I disagree. They, but then but they the, literally. Then no. they. Then they were calling me racist. Jeez, How? I mean, like, because they were like, you are trying to ruin Christmas for this black woman. Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I love her Christmas music. are you on? They must just, they're they're pulling at every Christmas single music. thing they can think of. Here's the thing, Mar I'll never forget. My Whenever, when in doubt, my Aunt Cindy always says it best. So Mariah Carey un has undoubtedly one of the greatest voices to ever exist, one of the For best sure. songwriters to mm -hmm. ever exist, has written the greatest Christmas song of all time. She's doing what she can do. She's, she's, she's milking that gravy train or taking yes. that gravy train all the way to the bank. She's laughing at all of us. I loved her last Christmas special on Apple. However, it is also a part of Mariah Carey's brand that she is a little tacky. And it, look, there was, a, there was a Christmas special of hers. Like what? And I was sitting with my Aunt Cindy, and she had just like, it was the gaudiest stage you've ever seen. It just was too much. The, everything about it was too much. And my Aunt Cindy goes, ugh, would Streisand ever have that as her backdrop mm. and I, I thought yeah you're right I, I, she's, she's a little gaudy that way but mm. we that's kind of what we like about mariah that mariah's in on the joke right but to me like the fun of being a diehard fan of someone and like knowing their career inside out is the critique you know what i that's mean right. like would you watch Drag oh, yeah. Race if there wasn't a critique right. like the right. critique is the fun right and i guess 
But to me, like, there was a part of that whole, like, backlash from the Lamely that, like, also just made me sad. It's like, this is pathetic, like, in the truest sense of the word. Like, I'm not even saying that in an insulting way. Like, in the way that it literally elicits pathos is that, like, you people seriously need to get a life. Like, you, like, how do you take this so personally? Like, you've made your entire existence your fandom for this person. Like, and every sort of major person has that. Like, the Lady Gaga fans go bonkers when right. someone says something, like, critical about Lady Gaga. But, like, seriously, scary. like... Well, if you ever yeah, wonder... It is scary. If you ever wonder how religion came about, look right. at this. I mean, right. they're basically making well, yes. these into small gods. Right. Also, exactly, it's like... But that was dis- sort of, like, the irony of, like, the lambs, is that, like, because I had that exact thought. Like, for these people, Mariah is Jesus. Right. right. But, like, Mar- Mariah's teachings if you're going to look at mariah as jesus like her <laughs> teachings are like it's her whole thing is like i'm a fucking rainbow butterfly <laughs> and here you are being transphobic right like which is the, which is the exact same way that like the religious alt-right like takes like jesus being love everyone and like finding the homophobia in it like it's <laughs> nuts and but, like, the saying, mariah fans are doing the exact same yes. thing and saying that you're trying to ruin a black woman's christmas is like are you fucking it w- then there's so many people that are like doing awful things. It's like, well, now like let's not cry wolf on that because then you're t- you're nipping away at like other times people actually really need to be like saying things like that when you're throwing it out there. I have a feeling these are kids. I you have think? a feeling they're I really, fourteen. I really hope so. Yeah. But, but probably really led by some fifty year old gay. Absolutely. But, like, the only reason that I think that, like, they might not be kids is, like, the kids are not finding their way to Mariah. I think they're not kids. Because I don't know if kids have that much anger. Like, because that's, like, residual anger built up about, like, hating everything in your life except for just liking Mariah Carey. And then thinking that you're threatening to, that, trying to take away Mariah's credibility. And it's, like, you're divorced, you're alone, you're this, you're that, all this stuff. And then you're, like, you're fucking, whatever they say. Also, at the end of the day, Mariah Carey doesn't give a shit about them. She's made a hundred million dollars. Do you think she gives a shit about people going to bat for her to defend her Christmas? It's like, she doesn't give a shit about that. She cares about her fans, but she doesn't care about if someone says, well, Mariah Carey is a little tacky. I I don't know. I think Mariah is like super sensitive. Like, I don't think Mariah is someone who like takes criticism really well. I think I that get that she vibe has as well. always appreciated like when her fans like rally behind her, but right. like not over this. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Not this and, way. This is like, embarrassing. This is like next level look. because again, like I'm not even like I love Mariah. She's like literally one of my favorite artists of all time. But yes. like there's no one that I'm going to love blindly. I'm a grown up. Right. Amen. Yeah, right. That's right. Amen. Uh Trana. If this has been where can people find an you? incredible podcast. We love having you on our most frequent guest. Yes. I'm so honored because I love you both so much. Appreciate it. Um, where can people find you? Tell us everything. Um, the usual places, Instagram, Twitter, at Trana Winter. I don't have an OnlyFans yet. Um, my album is on Spotify, so go listen to that. What's your album um, called again? It's called Safe From Your Affection. Thank you. Love. All right, Trana, we love Thank you, you so Trana. much. Love you both so much. And uh, Thank you for having what a nice surprise. Of course. Oh, my God, of course. Well, obviously, I'll be talking to you soon. I have more Game of Thrones thoughts I need to send your way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, bye, Trana. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, she's so good. I love her. All right, everyone. If you Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next time. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.